Hello and welcome to Dial a Dilemma with me, Jules Von Hepp. This is the Agony Ant podcast that's all about you, literally. Each week I'm joined by an amazing guest unpacking your dilemmas, offering some form of advice. A total disclaimer, this is very much not professional advice. Sure, I've lived a fruitful, eventful and slightly sideways life. While some of my guests might be qualified life coaches or therapists, darling, I am not. And the advice given here may or may not help you on your journey, but might steer you in a direction you potentially won't have thought of. On today's episode of Dial a Dilemma, we have one of my, just my top tier besties, Stacey Dooley. Oh, oh my goodness. Welcome. Listen, I am so delighted to be here. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with the setup. I'm thrilled with the situation. I'm thrilled with the phones. I'm raring to go, <laughs> Jules, my angel. I obviously know the answer to this and I feel like the world does, but what's your current relationship status I and find, where are you living? I am very dull at the moment. I've sort of tipped into, I'm in that sort of middle-aged territory where I sort of can't leave the house after five o'clock. My boyfriend, Kevin, who is fantastic. We've got a little girl, Minnie. Um, so now the whole world revolves around our daughter Minnie um, and we've just moved up north. I love so this. everything's lovely. A southerner up north. That's it. And I've, I've so I'm annoying myself. I was just saying to the guys when I get the train back into London, I'm I'm that woman now that used to live down here, but it's got the ump with everyone and everything. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I get off at Euston. Oh, there's so much litter in London. Oh, there's so many cigarettes in London. Oh, I could do without the crowds. You could do without the crowds, couldn't you, Kev? You could say um, that you are living a dilemma. I am living oh, a dilemma. Life's difficult. <laughs> Life is difficult. <laughs> On the confidence barometer, yeah. 10 being Shakira in She-Wolf. Fine. Where would you put yourself? Um, I would say I'm reasonably confident. I think I certainly feel more secure as the years go on, you know what I mean? I'm quite lucky, sort of external sort of opinions or voices. I'm not really asked too much. And I've always been a bit like that, actually. Mm. Um, so yeah, fairly fairly comfy, I think. When it comes to dating, because yes. obviously I met you yes. when you just started getting with Kev. Yes. I don't actually know. Have you been, did you ever go uh, on dating apps or did you, did you do any of that? I've never done the apps. Yeah. Right. But I, cause I've been with Kev, Kev and I've been together five years. So, and prior to Kev, I was in a relationship for about four or five years. So I probably, I missed that moment, didn't I? But um, I'd always feel a bit wobbly, the idea of having to do that because it's so, it's quite ruthless, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a jungle out there. Yeah. Like we've got mutual friends who are very much on that app scene. I feel like they could write the book. Legit. Like some of the tales, I can't quite believe they're telling the truth. <laughs> you, you must be fibbing because this is so outrageous. I, well, thank God you're on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've never done the apps, um, but I live vicariously through my chaotic, brilliant friends. Who was your dating pinup? Who was the posters on the wall when you were growing up? Mark, I'd take that. Niche? Yeah. Niche? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucked hard with Mark, I'd take that. Um, but what's so low is obviously I'm in 
you know, sometimes there's... You are behind the glittery curtain, so I'm guessing, <laughs> have you met? Have you met well, soon? No, but I remember, so I was, this is a, a long time ago, actually when I was doing Strictly, we were in Blackpool and Take That were doing Blackpool. So they were the act, you know. And um, I remember thinking, this is my moment. This is my moment to meet Mark from Take That. This is my moment. This is, this is my Martine moment. And so did, did you play But cool? I never met, no, I didn't meet him actually. I met, um, I didn't meet him. I met a couple of the others, but never Mark. But I don't fancy him anymore. But it's funny, isn't it? When you really fancy someone when you're young and then when you grow, you think, oh, no, perhaps we, we never were meant to be. But babe, babe, shh. <laughs> I'm here again. I'm here again. I tell you, I'm back again. That's I know stunning. Thank you so much for that rendition. The works. My pinup was Will Young. I like and the Usher as well. Will Young. Will Young and Will Young did Strictly the year after I stopped doing it. Oh. And I remember part of me was like, "What a near miss!" Like I could have like met Will, mm. um, but there was a moment when I was 16 where I was front row at a Will Young gig and actually hyperventilated when he walked on stage. I, I don't fancy him at all now. No, fine. But I. I would have licked Will Young's shoe. Fine. Like back in the day, I was so obsessed with him. It was your man. But I have no desire to meet him now. I was like that with Usher at school. It was the 8701 album. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Love that. Yeah. Uh, who, now this is a weird question because I am your friend. What do you think your friends would describe you? Which sex in the city? Okay. star would you be and it doesn't have to be the four it can be anyone oh, sex in the city fine okay well obviously everybody wants to be samantha because she's so bombastic and so she's the funnest right no one really wants to be carrie because she's a bit self-indulgent people do say carrie i, re- I really yeah people do say carrie. i find um who would i like to be i'd like to be samantha but I, i'm not I'm not having as much sex as Samantha is. I was actually Post thinking baby. about you the other day and I was like, I think you'd be Stamford. Like, Stop! <laughs> Love that for me! I think you'd be Stamford. Like, I think you'd be an amazing Stamford like, in the 90s. Love that for me. Yeah, you're welcome. Love that for me. <laughs> I need to get some chic glasses. Um, do you consider yourself a good problem solver? Um, I'm fairly pragmatic. Do you know what's funny about me, right, is if there's a real situation... And it's, you know, the stakes are high. I'm quite sort of methodical. I can deal with that. Yeah. Like a hostile environment. I feel quite comfy. Passive confrontation or something a bit arsey. I'm all that sort. So you like to be in the deep end. You don't like a little surface level. correct. Okay, well, that's great because a lot of today is surface level. So so I'm going to be completely useless. Okay, I'm so excited about this. Okay, I think I'm ready for a dilemma. Hi, me too. Let's go. Hi Jules, so my dilemma is centred around the dreaded mother-in-law. My partner, his parents and I have had a bit of a frosty year to say the least. For the first two years of our relationship it was amazing. We had holidays together, outings, dinners and lunches at theirs, all of that jazz. But as of the last 12 months things have drastically changed. Whilst staying at his parents' house recently, I was in the lounge and his mother was in the kitchen on the phone, just a few feet away from me, and I overheard her saying, well, we've changed our will, and if he's still with her when we pass, he won't have access to his inheritance or any of our assets. My jaw hit the floor. So now I'm in a position where, one, I'm not 100% sure if she was even talking in reference to me 
even though I have a pretty good idea that she was. And two, do I or don't I tell my partner? Because if I do, he will hit the roof and it will cause an even bigger rift between the entire family. But if I don't, I've got to sit with this information, essentially knowing that his mother hates me and would rather see her son go without his inheritance than be with me. Um, Regardless, it's absolute insanity. My feelings are hurt, but also I'm hurt for my partner who is an only child and now has to choose between me and his inheritance. I mean... It's a lot to dissect there, Jules. My first initial thought was assassination, I think could be key. Um, We've all seen Killing Eve, and I think a black bodysuit and a wall scaling, we could get this sorted in no time. You've probably got someone that could help you with that as well. My black book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Page six, (laughs) just a sec. Um... Well, what I was thinking... There's a lot to unpack from this dilemma. And I actually, before we get into, like, assassination, I do want to say that sounds horrendous. Yeah, no, actually, that's not cool. really, really feeling for you because I have had a mother-in-law that doesn't like me. Not my current one. She worships the ground I walk on. I've met her. Um, But my previous one loathed me. Some people got zero taste. Yeah, in it. But but I actually feel, yeah, really sorry for you that A, you overheard that. B, the inheritance. Mm. What is Mm. that going on there? What would you tell one of your friends if they, I mean, what are you, what's your advice, Dave? Well, my initial thought was maybe she wasn't talking about her, but then at the end of the call, she said he is an only child. Because I thought, oh, maybe she's referencing his brother or his sister, you know what I mean? Mm. But actually, it's become clear that she probably was talking about her. Um, Oh, it's so tricky, isn't it? I mean, I'm so. Awkward. Yes. So So awkward. awkward. Every time you then see this person. I think, though, like the fact that their mum is mentioning inheritance and you overheard that, part of me is like, maybe you didn't hear what you thought you heard. And maybe it was about something else. I don't know. That it's like such a such a strong thing to change your will. Yeah. To to be I mean, you sound really nice. Also, she's yeah, also she's She's not daft, though, is she? So she... I don't think she would have imagined it. What sounds like inheritance? What sounds like inheritance? Yeah, what could she have got confused with? Uh, I actually can't think. I've been racking my brains. I'm like, what does sound like inheritance? Inheritance. Inherent? Is that... Yeah. Is that a word? Murrayments? Murray Mints. Yeah. Maybe she was actually referring to Murray Mints. There you go. And case say, close. You know, yeah, case close. Right. On a serious note, I would suggest with these kinds of situations, I know it's like such a cliche, it's such an obvious kind of predictable response, but honesty is the best policy. You know what I mean? You've got to sit him down and just say, look, I feel a bit sort of iffy about even bringing this up, but I've been thinking about it and I just want to be transparent. I think I heard your mum say X, Y, and Z. I know she wouldn't have said it out of malice or spite, but that's... She said it out of malice and spite. <laughs> but, but she hates me, so who are you picking? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, oh, I think as well, like... Mother-in-law's man. Do you... I think I was... If I overheard my mother-in-law saying that about me, mm. I would just honestly go with, I love my husband so much. He loves me. Actually, we don't need your inheritance, Fine. and that my love is more important. I would go down that route yeah. of because shove your money up your ass. 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, unless it's a chalet in Baldessert, <laughs> then we have to reassess. <laughs> <laughs> then you can just exit, wait for parentals to snuff it and come back with your merriments. With the merriments. Um, oh, it's... Or I wonder if she just goes to the mum direct, you know what I mean? And just says, look. And pulls the Sonia EastEnders, just slams that door shut. Everwood. <laughs> she just says, look, I think I heard you say this. I wonder if we could sort of have a chat. It might not have been. I wasn't sort of purposely listening. Mm. I overheard. Mm. And then they can have a massive to do in the kitchen. This is such a conundrum. And actually... When you, if any of you listening have got anything to say to this, yeah. when I post this video, please comment on the video. They'll please, know more than us. Yeah, reach out. Some of you might actually have been in a similar situation mm. yourselves. You and I are very lucky that so lucky. we have, you know, I actually sometimes say to Dutch, it's a good job that I don't speak the same language as your mum because I wouldn't even be in a relationship oh, with you. I'd be moving in with her. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I really liked her. Good luck to you, honey. I've never really had that rub with mother-in-laws. I've got a good relationship with my boyfriend's mum. But even my ex-boyfriend, I adored his mother. Adored mm. her. So I can imagine it's it's really, really... It's hard. It's hard when you don't get on. It's hard. And they're not your family. No, and that's it. But they're so important to the person that you love the most. We've all got our crosses to bear, Jules. Oh! Non-stop. Hey, Jules. Um, I have a dilemma for you. Um, I'm a I'm an exercise teacher. And... Um, in the past, and it happens sort of uh, every now and again, but certainly in the past, uh, I have a gentleman who comes into my class who wears very baggy shorts. And um, underneath the shorts, I don't think he has, well, I know, I know he doesn't have anything else on. Let's be, um, let's be fair here. And some of the exercises, as you can imagine, you're lying on the floor, he moves a leg or his legs might be in the air and one anyway, if you can kind of imagine where I'm going with this, um, I can see everything. So the poached eggs fall out of the shorts and it's there for me to see. And I'm not convinced where, uh, that it's on purpose or whether he just, you must know, right, that you've got a lot of breeze around your bits and that you probably should be wearing something underneath them. So is he doing it to try and embarrass me, or do I do I say something like, you know, do you think you could buy a new pair of proper exercise shorts? Uh, or just kind of you must know what's going in, or actually are you just trying to make me blush and embarrass me? So there's my poached egg, a testicle bollock dilemma. <laughs> Thanks for helping. Aww. Bye. Love her art. I'm just going to actually quickly text the cafe that we were going to because I just want to cancel my order because I want, I did put no, poached fine. eggs on toast in it. I don't, I don't yeah. think I can look I'm at them the same. Anymore. No, cancel the eggs. I don't cancel want the them. eggs. Love her art. Oh. I actually have experienced something VV similar. Okay, share. Right. So, you know, I have people that were coming around the house to help with the house. Oh my god! I forgot that this situation happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I had erased this from my because I witnessed this. Oh, oh the story! God. I witnessed yes. this in your house. I forgot. So, oh my god! I was doing the house up, 
So I had, you know, labourers, uh, plasterers, plumbers, painters, you know, these kinds of um, helpers. Um, and I had like a really lovely relationship with everyone. You know, if they're making a cuppa, I'll have one. If I've got the kettle on, da 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 da, da all pally. But one of them, um, his trousers were always so, so low. I'm talking like I could see like pubic hair. I could see the whole, do you remember? Well, oh, that's right over there. It's an image that I can't erase yeah. now that you've brought it back. Yeah. I also just hate that you said pubic hair. Yeah, I know, it just runs I through know. me so I'm so badly. sorry to give you the ick. But I could just see the whole situation. And Kev could see the whole situation, and so it would become this. And it, it wasn't. It wasn't like room. just a conservatory that needed painting. This was a full renovation. Yeah. So he was positively booked up. Yeah. Booked yeah, up. yeah. 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 But I'm talk- like to sort of. I mean, it was you know they would be sort of down to there, wouldn't they? I think that's kind. Oh, fine. Yeah. And so I would just be sort of talking about something, you know, I don't know, a hole in the wall or whatever, but I would just not be able to even glance down because his cock was in my conservatory. No one needs cock face. No. Just absolutely no way. I'm not after that if it's all the same. So I do, I really sympathise. What I would say is you have to give people the benefit of the doubt because he probably doesn't know. Some people are unaware. I'm going to chime in as somebody who has this, but please carry no, on. No, that's, yeah. Maybe well, she could buy him some for Christmas or something as a secret Santa gift. I think we've got multiple options. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who is kind of, I do favour a hot pant in some classes. Yeah. I will do a test at home, a little lunge in front of the mirror and be like, are we tumbling? No, we're good. We're bagged up. <laughs> also tight tight underwear just to keep everything in place he obviously feels very comfortable with you which is lovely which is lovely i think that's very nice um but i think we could you could make the studio cold add add a little breeze a light breeze moving in yeah maybe suggest that his current sartorial choices would not be the best for flexibility and fitness you could say oh you might feel better getting this pair of shorts you might be able to move better not really leaning into bollock chat yeah um that. yeah, yeah the, it's the spilling out that i can't yeah. unsee you know a downward dog will never be the same again would it no. oh like an old grandfather clock just staring at you yeah i think she should um buy him some tight lycra for christmas yeah yeah and just not say anything Oh, I've got you these. Got you these. Thought you might. I thought you might like them. I've tried them. They're brilliant, actually. Or you could actually. You know what? I'm. I'm thinking a hammam towel, just lightly placed over the top, a modesty towel. Yeah. And just as the exercises continue, just say, "Do you know what, Gary? I'm just going to give you just this light, gorgeous hammam towel that matches with the mats and the walls Mm. and everything, and we're just going to work out underneath that. Tie the whole aesthetic together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You're welcome. Okay, yeah, thanks. We've sorted that Cheers one. Cheers so much. Perfect. <laughs> Love that for us. Hey, Jules. Uh, so I've got a dilemma for you. Um, my wonderful husband-to-be um, really enjoys uh, getting undressed at the end of the day, ready to get into the bed, and just leaves all of his clothes in a little pile at the end of, his be- at the end of our bed on the floor. And, yeah, 
obviously that drives me a little bit mental because they they seem to just stay there. They don't ever seem to be tidied up. And I don't want to, you know, be the kind of nagging partner, um, but it really does get on my tits. Uh, so any advice, very much welcome. Thanks. Bye. I feel that was more of an offload than a dilemma. <laughs> Dump him. <Yeah. laughs> you don't need that negativity in your life, babe. Jules and I, we're very similar mm. in that our houses are our... It's a sanctum. Yeah. And it's a, your house really is a, con, it's a continuous piece of work. And the vibe is set from the moment you open your eyes to the moment you shut them. It must be perfection at all times. So if somebody thinks that it is quite okay to ruin that level of perfection, how do we feel about that, Stace? I'm in complete agreement with you. Angry. I love the I love the house when it's just just I don't I I don't like chaos in the house. I don't like a sink full of dishes. I don't like you know pants around the beds. Obviously, you know we're not living in a we're not on Marie Kondo. Yeah, Nothing's we're not Marie Kondo. Away, I know yeah. the house is a shithole sometimes, but. Tidy up after yourself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Tidy up after yourself because that lalabo's burning in the corner. It's the very least you can do. Exactly. I've made my contribution. You <laughs> yeah. make yours. Hundy P. Hundy P. Yeah. The vibe has been set. Yeah. I don't want, like, I would actually make a joke of it. And I, I do do this with Dutch sometimes because Dutch is. Um, Guilty of a shoe at the door. Okay. Yeah. I can be guilty of pants on the floor. I can be because I'm in a rush. We're moving on. But nobody wants to have this scene of somebody being vaporised at no, the end of the day. Like, oh, don't. okay. So a, a massacre's happened here. We don't need to look at it. Mm. I think we've got some options. Mm. And I think if pa- clothes off, vaporising and into bed is just part of your other half's nighttime regime yeah. because god knows we've all got them <laughs> haven't we um then we need to add a little step in so maybe there could be some kind of i don't know laundry bassinet carefully placed near yeah. the pillows just like you can just put it all in here mm. so it minimal effort for them yeah but then it gets put away yeah it then is up to them to do their own laundry and if the bassinet fills up well that's not your problem sister i know god it's funny isn't it it's Oh, yeah, do, I'm really particular do... about the house. It's like when there are glasses left in, in the bedroom. I think this isn't a bar. This isn't a, a pub. This is not This is not an ale house. No. Get them glasses off fucking side and put them in the dishwasher, please. You, nobody wants to be walking through the house with all the stuff. <laughs> it's not Oktoberfest. It's not just all the glasses going back down to the sink. No. Oh. Uh, but love it. He's just thinking, oh, you know, I'm just taking my clothes off because I'm going to bed. Some guys just don't think about aesthetics. They no. just really don't. No. Kev didn't for a long time. No. Dutch, and D- Dutch has learned. He's but... been brought up to speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I could just show you slide six <laughs> of the mood board of this house. <laughs> oh, my boy. Poor man. It's busy. Dear Jules, can I say no to being a bridesmaid? One of my oldest friends is getting married and I'm so happy for her. She's ecstatic, glowing, and she just deserves all the good things in the world. She's asked me to be a bridesmaid and the thing is, I just don't think I have bandwidth for it the way my life is right now. 
I've been a bridesmaid for some of our other friends in years gone by, and, you know, when that role is given to me, I... I do it. I am on the phone calls to the designer. I am navigating the mother-in-law dilemmas. I am checking their seating chart. I am there. I take it on like a part-time job. Uh, The thing is, though, now I have two small children. I'm juggling multiple jobs. I have older relatives who are really dependent on me now. And I just don't think I have space to do a good job as her bridesmaid. Uh, I don't know if it is better to be shitty up front and tell her no or to say yes and then, you know, feel shitty through the year that I'm not doing the job that I think I should be doing. I don't want to be letting her down. And I also don't want to be thinking of this privilege as a chore. I just... I don't know what to do, and I want to do the thing that is best for her. I just don't know what that is. Please tell me. Thank you. What a sweetheart. Oh, I have a lot to say. Love you. (laughs) Love you. Um, Have you been a bridesmaid? Yes, but for my mum. So it's not a role that you've done a lot of? No. It is, it can be a bit of a ball ache stage. A lot of admin. Yeah. yeah. Well, it. I what I found is there are often different roles each bridesmaid plays. There's the one that doesn't really do that much, that but on the me. day is great because it's opening bubbles and getting the party going. That's usually a role I would actually yeah. take. There's the one that's neurotic and plans everything down to a T, which, going to be honest with this dilemma, sounds like you could be leaning into this. There's the one that's, like, not happy with the dress, causes a bit of problems, and he's going wrong. And then there's usually, like, a sister-in-law or someone who's like, how have I ended up here? Like, what is this? I think that being a bridesmaid doesn't have to be the role that you think it is, and the bride might actually just want you there getting ready on the day. Part of the Um, circle. Yeah, but at the same time at my wedding, there was a couple of my mates that I actually said to, I'm not going to ask you to be a bridesmaid because I, I don't, I want you to actually enjoy the day and enjoy being here and enjoy Amsterdam in the morning. You don't need to be part of this vibe. So, and what a day it was. And what a day it was. Thanks so much. Um, I would actually say just sit down and have a coffee and rip the band-aid off. I don't think it's being a dick. I think Mm. sometimes everything you want is on the other side of a difficult conversation. Right. You're welcome. You can take that with you today. I echo that. I think you're totally right. I think it shows that, you know, she's really giving it serious thought. And she said at the start of the dilemma, you know, I'm so made up for her and I love her and she deserves it all. You just say that. You know, I want your day to be so bloody brilliant and I just want to make sure you feel so on top of the world. I don't know if I feel like I could facilitate in that way. What can I do? And and it's not that I don't want to be a bridesmaid. I'm just saying I can't be the bridesmaid you want me to be. And I will be there. I'll be in your pictures. I'll have the dress on. I'll do all of that. But the Bluetooth headset is on furlough. The clipboards are away. She's a full-time mum. She's Mm. helping out with other areas of the family. Mm. I think it's okay to say no. And she'll get it. We're all grown up. Yeah, exactly. You know? She'll get it. She'll get it. Um, Oh, love it. Yeah. Because being a bridesmaid does come with gifts. And we do like gifts. I do love a gift. We do like gifts. I'm useless, though. And I understand. I mean, 
couple of my pals have got married recently. I understand why I'm never asked to be a bridesmaid because I'm useless. I am I can't organize anything. I'm so last minute. I never reply to the group WhatsApp. Just tell me the time and tell me the address and I'll be there. Do you know what I mean? I think actually you should be more Stacey. I think we could take actually a bit of that. Yeah. If you don't want to be asked to be a bridesmaid, yeah. let's just adopt that behaviour. What would <laughs> Stacey do? <laughs> just undersell just yourself. Don't turn up. Yes. Don't reply to WhatsApps. Just yes. go and leave. Just be rogue. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very helpful. There actually. you go. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Stace. Jules. You have been so Faboosh on Dial a Dilemma. So fun. This the sofa, the agony ant suits she. I must say, I love it. I love this. I, I I'm having. So, I I'm so. Ha- are you okay? Uh, <laughs> you need the defibrillator. I'm so invested in your new pod. Thanks so Perhaps much. Perhaps I could come back for series two. Well, you have given great advice. <laughs> I have to say, what have we learned today? Yeah. So we've learned that murrayments kind of sound like inheritance and mother-in-laws can be very difficult to navigate. Mm. We've learned um, that cycling shorts can be an instructor's best friend along with her mam towels. (laughs) Her mam towels. Her mam towels. I wonder if she'll take you up on that. (laughs) Do slide into the DMs. (laughs) I do have a whole collection of her mams at home. Um, And also that you don't have to be the bridesmaid if you don't want to be Mm. and that if you want to say no, you can do. And that is totally, totally okay. And the pal will get it. She really will get it. And bassinets by the bed are great for, for oh, underwear. I feel I might have gone in a bit too hard on him. Was it tough? My, 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 my immediate <laughs> response was, dump him! Yeah. <laughs> Just one Maybe that's the earth oh, here we go, the old back covering. <laughs> here we go. The old... <laughs> that's Stacey Dooley, told me to dump him and now I'm single, he's the love of my life. Um, I've had a great time, this is so fun. Thanks Thank you so much. so much for having me. Oh babe, just so welcome. Ah. To next time. To next time. Babes, keep your questions and stories coming in. You know you can find the number to dial a dilemma in the episode description. Hit me up on WhatsApp send me the voice note. Remember to hit follow and subscribe so you don't miss an app. Rate the podcast on your subscription app. It really does help, babe. And who knows, you might be in the show next week. Don't forget, babes, you have absolutely got this. And in the words of Kylie Minogue, I believe in you. And remember, babes, keep it classy, a little bit trashy, and always sassy. Until next time, bye! Bye!